Welcome back to the next episode of Pop Topic. We're here, as always, to discuss all things news regarding film. And, you know, we're going to try and catch up for the last couple of months since I have been gone. But to break everything down, we have Tristan. How are you doing today? Doing great, man. Doing great. How you doing? I am doing well. I am doing well. Uh, you know, w- what's new going on with movies or just your life in general over the last few months? Anything new going on? Anything of note? What have I missed? Not too much. I've been keeping up with most of the main releases. I've seen most of the ones that have come out recently, besides a few that came out this past weekend. Uh, Elemental and a, uh, the new Wes Anderson one, whatever that's called, Rocket Fuel or something. I haven't seen that one either. <laughs> Rocket um, Fuel. <laughs> I don't know, was it Rocket Town or something? Asteroid City, pretty close. Asteroid <laughs> City, yeah, that's pretty close, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's in whatever this space, space small town one he's making, I haven't seen that one yet. But, yeah. uh, I'm pretty up to date with most of the 2023 releases. We won a lot of TV shows. A lot, a lot of these shows came out recently. I'm trying to catch up on. I still haven't gotten around to touching the new season of Black Mirror yet, but looking forward to that. Um, and how about you? I know you've been away for a while. So how much of the the recent television and TV movies and whatnot have you seen? Well, television, you could just wave that goodbye. Yeah, right? <laughs> that's true. Uh, that's true. I, I, we're currently finishing it. I will have finished it by the end of tonight. Uh, we've seen four of them. So oh, hey, you're, you're four ahead of me then. I'm sorry. Yeah, I've seen four out of five. So. You know, not too bad. Quick review of Black Mirror. It's good. You know, I I, I will never hate on Black Mirror. Even if a, there's a bad episode, at least they tried something. You know, like, I love yeah. the concepts. There's one episode of the four that I saw that's really, really good. Like, I think it's my fifth favorite of the whole franchise. Like, I really, really liked one of them. Uh, and then the other three, uh, I thought were middle of the road or bottom tier. But I still think a bottom tier episode of Black Mirror is still a good time. So... No complaints there. In regards to film, I feel like I'm pretty caught up. At least I'm caught up on the movies I want to watch. Uh, so, you know, I, I've seen all the ones that I wanted to see, like John Wick and Spider-Verse and, I don't know, a Cocaine Bear. But, like, things like The Little Mermaid, like, I haven't seen that yet, but, like, I don't really care. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's fine. Uh, and then I've even seen movies that, like, I didn't really want to watch, but I just did because they were online already. So I saw, like, Fast X and Shazam 2. So, you know, a mix of everything. As a whole, uh, I feel like I'm pretty caught up, except for I haven't seen Guardians or, like, The Flash or, like, those superhero movies. Um, I have seen Ant-Man, so I've seen one of the superhero movies. But as a whole, uh, you know, I feel like I'm pretty caught up. have not seen any of the new releases, like rocket fuel or uh the flash or what was the other one uh, elementals i haven't seen any of the new ones that just dropped this week uh i will be seeing asteroid city this friday which is the first time it's dropped like it's the first night i'm able to watch it because it was only out in six theaters Ooh, last week yeah. yeah so i'm watching it as soon as i can i we i will be watching it opening night uh when it releases in my city I, i'm can't even tell you how excited I am for that movie. Like, I'm really, really excited. It's one of the only movies I'm, like, excited for for this year, so hopefully it doesn't really? disappoint. Yeah, I'm not that excited this year. I, like, I think I've always said that, right? I feel like from the very beginning of the year, I, like, have been kind of down on it. So of all the years I had to take a three-month break, I was okay with it being this year. Like, it's it's fine. The movies I'm most excited for are still yet to come. The only one that I was super stoked for coming to that's already been released is Spider-Verse. That thing And so there's still three more that I'm really excited for that I haven't released yet. What are the three? Uh, me, I'm with you on one of them, Dune 2. But what are the other two? Oppenheimer and Barbie. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Oppenheimer and Barbie. Yeah, that, that's fair. Those four movies coming this year, I was pretty damn excited for all four of them. 
And I do think, I think all four of them are going to I think they're all going to be, I thought Spider-Verse is great. I just think it'll have a chance of being better than the first one. And it's a, uh, arguably, just because the first one, they're both very good. I think the second one did what I didn't think it was going to be able to do, and then deliver at least the expectations. Which one people like better? I think it's a pretty, pretty tough. I don't know which one. Who wouldn't be like the second one? I think I know who you're yeah, I think everybody universally thinks the second one's better, except for me. I, I liked the first one a lot better. From what I've seen, it seems pretty 50-50. And I think the consensus is they're both very, very good. You know what I mean? Yes. They're both incredible. Um, I think I might like the first one a little bit more, um, but most definitely not a lot more, like what you said. I, I, they're really close not even close in my mind I, I think the villain is much stronger in the first one uh, it's a complete story uh, in the first one <laughs> yeah yeah and it's also just it's so unique right like the second one is really really great animation wise it's even stronger animation wise and that's the one credit i'll give the second movie but like the first one's just it's the first to do it, right? Like, and this one you know is it's a sequel so it's going to do as well as it can but i think the first one's just so unique and I love the well, I love the story. Then, no matter what the movie would do, it would be impossible for it to be better, right? The only argument why the first one's better because it was the first one. Then no matter what the second one does, it's got no change. I've already experienced Spider Verse. I don't know if I needed more. And I walked away watching the second one, going, "Yeah, I don't know if I needed more. Like that was really good, but like I don't know if I got anything new from this." Uh, but I do like the movie a lot. I love the animation, especially Gwen's world. That was gorgeous. Yeah, there's yeah, lots to love about it. Yeah, I also love the new Spider-Man. I kind of thought, you know what? I've seen all the new ones that I wanted. Uh, right. You know, like I thought Noir was incredible. I thought Gwen was incredible. Like every Spider-Man they introduced in the first one I thought was perfect. I was like, ah, I don't know if I am excited for more Spider-Man on top of it, but they proved me wrong. I was going to do something. I don't know. Like I have already seen all the Spider-Man I care to see. I don't really know anymore. Yeah. And yeah, that's why I think I walk away with I think I do need more. You know, yeah. you walk away with you need to know still if you need more or not. I think that was going to justify it. You know, I do need more Spider-Man. I think we need all the Spider-Man. I yeah. love both the first and the second. Yeah, the, uh, the Indian Spider-Man, I don't know I his name. He was incredible. He was my favorite. I feel like people didn't love him as much as I did. Uh, is that the Rockstar one? Yeah. Eh, I didn't love him. I loved his style, but like, ah, eh, yeah, yeah. I loved Miguel and the Indian Spider-Man the most. Those two were so cool and so much fun. Really good movie. Uh, it's still one of the best of the year, so it's not like I hated it or anything. But yeah, I, I thought that was a great one. Uh, it is interesting, you know, speaking of all these films that came out this summer, we are playing a bit of a catch-up here, but it is interesting to see uh, which films outperformed and which films kind of fell to the wayside, like Super Mario Bros. and Spider-Man animation has been huge this summer. Like, I feel like that's normally the weaker area. People don't really care as much for animation, you know, well, box office-wise. Unless it's Pixar, which ironically enough uh, is not doing too well right now. So it is interesting that uh, animation's kind of shifted. Yeah, animation's come a long way, and I am excited to see it. It's been a long time coming. Honestly, I kind of wish that Elementals was doing a little better, so all the animated movies are really crushing right now. Um, I don't know what this is going to do with Pixar. Pixar is in a weird spot right now. Both Illumination and Sony animations have been absolutely crushing it. At least in the box office, I think Sony's been knocking out the park both quality and financial success. Uh, for a while now. And of course, Illumination always makes good money. They're, they're guaranteed money makers, and Nintendo is a guaranteed money maker, so no one's surprised that they, uh, at least I'm not surprised at all, that Mario movies making all the money. No, I'm not shocked at all. It's Illumin you know, Illumination knows how to make money and it was a known IP. Like this is kinda just the perfect storm for Illumination. 
yeah, I, uh, I'm not shocked in the least that they were able to clean sweep with Mario. I, I guess I would say I'm shocked at how well it's done. Like, if you were to ask me, oh, what are going to be, like, the top five biggest films of the summer? If we were to do the draft, if we had time before the summer, if well, I wasn't know, here. I would have before what you now consider movies, some movies Oh, oh, okay. That's fair. I guess it wouldn't have included it, yeah. but I, I would have guessed it would have done it. Office, but I think it's going to be one of the top five of the year at this point. Yeah, yeah. If you asked me to like guess how well it would have done, I would have guessed it would have done extremely well, but not to the extent that it has gone. Like okay. it's it's done really well, and that was pretty surprising to me. Uh, it's like what the third highest grossing animated film of all time. Is that correct? I think it's number one. Number one. Oh, my bad. I had the number one opening weekend of all time. Yeah, but yeah, I think overall, I still think Frozen 2 has made more. But... Well, you count live-action Lion King, uh, which I do, because it's an animated movie. Mind <laughs> you, I count, I count Avatar, too. So I, I <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's true. Tristan still I counts Avatar. There's also some reason as to why it's not animated, besides one person's opinion. Until someone gives me an actual, this is why it's not an animated movie, I'll concede on it. Besides, the director doesn't feel like this in his heart. He doesn't feel like it, you know? And that's not a real argument. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not going to argue with you on that, but... Uh, <laughs> I do love that you... You know what? Tristan Zemina's going to die on that hill, all right? And you got to respect that. He's willing to die, 100%. Yeah. Until someone brings up a legitimate reason as to why it's not an animated movie. They created the movie using animation. Before we get into like some of the stories here, let's do kind of do a catch up on films that have been succeeding and not succeeding over the course of the summer. Because uh, you know, I feel like that way we can kind of wrap up films, especially if you've seen them, Tristan. You can maybe weigh in on them. I believe you've seen this first film we're going to discuss, which is The Flash. Uh, some of the films that haven't been doing too well by what I've quickly seen. You can jump in and let me know if uh, some of them are doing better than. I'm perceiving as someone that's jumping into reality after three months of kind of not paying too much attention to this. But I see The Flash, Elemental, The Little Mermaid, Fast X, and Shazam 2. Those are kind of like the five that are kind of losing money. Does that sound right, or am I missing right some? Right now, they're all set to lose money for sure. And I think for... You know, there's a couple of lessons here. Elementals, I don't know if it's a real weird spot. I don't know why that movie's doing bad. I don't know why Pixar lately has been doing bad. Mind you, I'm a big animation fan, and I'm a big Pixar fan, and I haven't seen it. So maybe that's why. You know what I mean? Like, And I don't know why I haven't seen it. I just really have no grind to go out and watch this movie either. Right from the beginning of this, I thought it looked fine. It looked overly generic for Pixar, even from when I first heard the concept of it. It's like, yeah, of course Pixar do the movie. And it never really gave me a reason when the poster or trailer to run up and watch this movie. I think kind of how most people feel about this one. It just looks fine. It doesn't look great. It doesn't look bad by any means. Pixar movies never do. Uh, but it, it didn't give anyone a real reason to watch it. Um, but I don't know how they could have done anything better to make it more people want to watch it. I don't know. It's not like I watched trailers, so I haven't even seen the trailers. I don't know if they're like, the posters haven't grabbed my attention. What's your opinion from the outside here looking at Elements? How excited are you for this movie? probably not going to watch until the end of the year when we have to do the end of the year podcast <laughs> like i have absolutely no interest in elemental and i i think they're just marketing it terribly like it just it seems generic like they're not really yeah. giving us a hook i've actually heard no. a bit of what the story is about i like just saw like a quick 
spoiler-free review and I actually learned what the premise was. And I went, oh, actually, that's actually kind of interesting. But I never saw that in the trailer, and so I don't really care yeah. that much. I feel like they're actively avoiding what the movie's about. I don't know if it's supposed to be a surprise. Maybe it's in the trailers. Uh, I saw the first trailer, but I haven't seen, like, the newest one. So maybe they haven't revealed there as to the premise of the film. Um, my tinfoil hat theory that I've said for the last two years, and I'll beat this drum again, I think Disney Animation is trying to sabotage Pixar so they're the superior animation in their studio. Like, I think they're actively fucking Pixar. Like, I, they suck recently. Like, like, like let's, call it, let's call it. Let's call it. Yeah, whenever they have a good movie, whether it be Luca, which I absolutely loved, and Turning Right, which I didn't love, but I can at least admit that it's a pretty well-made film. I like Turning Right. Or Soul, which is kind of a mix in between. Like, three incredibly made, unique films from the studio, they put straight to streaming. They, they didn't give it any fighting chance to go into the theaters. And the only one that did have a chance to go to theaters is one of the worst Pixar films ever made, which is Lightyear. So that was just setting it up for disaster from the start. Like, they, they should have a good Pixar movie go to theaters. And maybe Elemental is the first one. But then they gave it absolutely terrible marketing. And to be fair, this goes against my tinfoil hat theory because this is a Disney animated film. But it's this elemental gives me the same vibes as Strange World, where it just, it might be a unique concept, it might be good, but they have given us the worst promotion for it ever. Like, it just looks I mean, you're boring. Point, I, you're right, Strange World is another one that I had no idea. And I actually was surprisingly, I was pretty, pretty pleasantly surprised with Strange World. I thought it was pretty easy. I didn't really like it, but it was better than Lightyear. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. But as far as the other four movies, uh, I have seen the other four movies. Um, Little Mermaid, Fast X, Shazam 2, and The uh, Flash. Oh, you've seen them all. I didn't realize you saw all of them. That's awesome. I have, yeah. Now that I've seen Shazam 2 in theaters, I did see the other three in theaters. Uh, Shazam... I think both Shazam and Flash, I don't think rebooting the DCEU, I think that was a great call. I think it was a necessary and a good decision. I think announcing the fact that they were going to reboot it before releasing all the current films on the slate was a mistake. I don't think they should have mentioned that until after these movies came out. There was no reason for them to. They did not need to do that. They should have waited until after these movies were released. I think they took up all the windows. Any, any slim chance DWC movies had a chance of making any kind of money in the theater, uh, was, was taken right out of the state. I don't think there's a chance now, particularly for the Flash. I mean, for A.S. Shazam. I think the Flash has got a big, you know, sort of multiverse crosser event. It had a big, long story production with lots of marketing, you know, publicity, good or bad, around it, right? That it was more in a cultural zeitgeist than Shazam 2 was. I think everyone forgot Shazam 2 was coming out. Then it came out, and everyone forgot about it immediately after. I know a bit in and they, uh, I don't blame anybody because it wasn't a very good movie either. If it was like a, a knockout hit, a phenomenal film, maybe it might have stood a chance. But being a C-tier movie at best, uh, that had no real stakes in anything, that was just part of a, a no longer continuing franchise, uh, based on a B-tier hero at best, um, yeah, I don't think it stood a chance in hell to make any kind of money, no, especially not with the budget it had. I think all four of these movies, besides Elementals, because I don't know the budget for Elementals, I think all four of them are largely a lesson in big budgets and how that isn't always a good thing. You can't have $300 million budget or $200 million budget on all these films because they have to make over or nearly a billion in order to make any money back. And most movies aren't going to make that. You can't bank on having 
three billion dollar hits in a year. And so if you have three $300 million movies in a year, you're banking on trying to get $3 billion profits and it's not gonna happen for most companies, for most movies. And so I think the biggest lesson for all four of these films largely is overblown budgets, particularly Fast X and Little Mermaid. And those two in particular, Fast X, because uh, Little Mermaid made decent money. Little Mermaid is on track to make the same amount of money that Aladdin, Aladdin made decent money. Issue was it had a Lion King budget and it's not on track to make Lion King. It's just not, it's nowhere near. And so if it had a more reasonable budget, it would have been a fairly profitable film. And I've seen the movie. There's no reason for it to have had over $200 million. There wasn't a reason. Um, they, they should not have done it. <laughs> and so that's why it's going to lose money. Not because it's not a profitable film, but because they put too much money into it. Um, Flash and Fast X have other problems. Fast X and The Flash are just bad movies. Especially Fast X. Fast X is terrible. Um, if people thought the past few Fast, Fast and Furious movies were bad, Fast X is just as um, I've heard people complain about Jason Momoa's performance in this movie, which is ridiculous. His performance was the only good thing. Wait, who's complained about that? I, that's the only movie that I have seen from this list, and uh, I thought I thought Fast X was incredible. The movie or his performance? <laughs> well, mostly his performance, but his yeah, performance was, was really awesome. <laughs> his, really his performance was so good. Yeah. I liked it. Jason Momoa was the only saving grace. Jason Momoa felt like an animated villain. He felt like the bad guy from Street Fighter or something. He felt like an over-cartoon, mustache-twirling, cackling villain that we need in the Fast and Furious franchise. He absolutely is. But he is perfect. Vin Diesel needs to pull the stick out of his ass. He's so goddamn serious. He's the so bad. He takes everything so seriously. When they're blowing up, like, spaceships, like, fly cars out of space and blowing up dams while driving down them, like, all these ridiculous stunts that would never happen in real life, but they're so serious. He never cracks a smile. This is yeah. legit. This is drama. This is not an action. This is a drama. And he just hams it up so much, but not the same way that Jason Momoa Jason Momoa hams it up like an uh, anime voice actor does, right? Where they're, they're purposely over the top. Vin Diesel just can't act, and there's a difference. And you can feel the difference in the scene. Yeah, and the fact that they, these films had such high budgets, like you said, Little Mermaid had a $250 million budget, The Flash had a $300 million budget, and I believe Fast X, it was what, $325, $350 million it was budget? Yeah, like something insane. insane. Something yeah, in, uh, truly insane. insane. That movie, like, like, <laughs> like, I liked Fast X for what it was. I thought it was uh, one of the stronger entries in the Fast and Furious franchise. Take that for what yeah. you will, because it's a horrible franchise. But I think it's, like, at least it's enjoyable. The first five were all better than it by far. The seventh was better than it. It's, it's there with, with six, eight, and nine as being one of the worst. Already prepared to fight to the death against well dog when we do the fast and furious ranking in a few days so that'll be fun but i have no idea how it has that budget like jason momo is hilarious in it but he's you know he's not getting paid 300 million dollars to make this movie like where where have all this money go this movie looks absolutely terrible i don't know how the hell they did that uh and it's also interesting that fast x and spider-man across the spider-verse both just absolutely end their film just in the middle of the movie, like a TV show, and now we have to wait another year or two to watch the second part for both of these movies. Like, I like how both franchises did the exact same thing. Obviously, Spider-Man did it to a much stronger, you know, yeah. <laughs> standard, because the, fa- the Fast X one literally is, like, a scene just, like, stopped. Like, there's literally no setup to the next movie. Like, it just, boom, yeah. black. Like, it, it was insane. I was watching the movie, and I just, wait, wait, did, like... 
they forget to put the rest of the movie on the streamer? Like, did they skip half the movie? Like, like, like what just happened? Like, the scene just went to black. I was so confused. Well, did you hear it's that interesting. Ben Diesel wants to make this final one? Not a two-parter, but a trilogy. Yeah, I heard about that. And uh, knowing the, you know, how much money they made from this, I think they might just have a two-parter. I think they might end it. I hope they just stop it now. Th- that, honestly? I would love nothing more because one. I think that's the ending of this franchise. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, one, I don't have to watch another Fast and Furious movie, which is the greatest news I could have gotten all day. And two, if it ends on that, it would be so good. If it ended on that, that'd be hilarious. So uh, I, I would like that. But uh, so if they do have, you know, like the nine movies plus a two-parter for number ten, right? It means that they would make the same amount of movies in the Fast and Furious franchise as Quentin Tarantino has his entire film. How do you feel about that? You know, I don't really feel anything. It's just another studio just churning these films out as quick as possible. Quentin Tarantino's taken his time. That He's been working longer to make these 10 slash 11 movies compared to what, you know, the Fast and Furious franchise is doing. But, you know, it's fine with me. Uh, if it means it's going to end, it's going to end, you know? I guarantee you this will be rebooted within our lifetime. Now, hear me out, Tristan. What if this 11th movie for the Fast and Furious franchise is directed by Quentin Tarantino? Dude, that would be insane. Now I'm sold. Now you got me back in. <laughs> but you know what would be more interesting than, than that movie, though? The make it behind the scenes movie of having seen Quentin Tarantino and Vin Diesel. Oh, yeah, they would hate each other. They would hate one another. How many shots do you think would be of the foot on the pedal of the car? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, a lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. Several. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what this franchise and Quentin Tarantino needs. Maybe they need each other here. I think so. Yeah. I'm all for it. Although I think Tarantino's already announced what his next film is about. It doesn't sound like it's about cars. No, so. But I would have really liked to see Quentin Tarantino do like a franchise. Because I know he just wanted to do a Star Trek movie for a uh, No, I'm okay with him not doing a franchise film. Uh, if that was one of his ten, that'd be kind of a bummer. That's true. Well, the reason why he didn't do the Star Trek film was because he would only do it if he was allowed to make an R rate, and they wouldn't let him. So. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, wait, I can't say the N-word on the new Star, Star Trek movie? Are, are you kidding me? Yeah, he was probably bummed about that news. We can quickly highlight the films that are doing well. Uh, I we would say... The Flash yet, though, uh, but The Flash... The Flash isn't fair. <laughs> Sorry to say, I know you're really excited for The Flash. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Look, it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't good. I see a lot of people online saying it's the worst movie ever made. I see a lot of people online really trying the best they can to defend it, saying it's incredible. It's not. Uh, it's not the worst movie ever made. Not good. Um, without spoiling too much, if you've seen the trailers, you've seen all the best ones. Don't expect anything else uh, besides what was in the trailers. And you thought the trailers weren't very good? Well, neither neither. So. Uh, on par, I guess, for what what, what do we expect here. So what would your letterbox score be for The Flash? Out of a five, what would you give it? I like a two and a half. Okay. I think it's passable. Like, it's fine. There, I have a lot of issues with the movie. I have several issues with the movie. But I, um, like at, the, at worst, like, you know, at the end of the day, it has some decent action scenes, some fun parts. Um, you know, Batman's in it. I like Batman. So that's, that's a bonus in my mind. But all, like, all the, the twists, I guess, I saw coming from, from a mile away. You can even count them. But I'm like, all right, they're going to go in here and do this, and they're not to go in there, and that's, that person I thought was going to be in there was in the room. 
And that's, that's what's supposed to be a surprise, but if you've seen a trailer for the movie or looked at a poster for the movie, you know the, the, the twists and the surprises because they can't market this movie for shit. It had years of publicity and in the public light, yet they felt the need to market it like a movie no one's ever heard of before for some reason and show everything on the trailers. Uh, for, for once again, no reason. They didn't need to do that. People who wanted to watch this movie were already going to see it. And people who don't want to watch this movie for very good reasons because the lead actor in it is a piece of shit, um, they weren't going to see the movie no matter what you put in the trailer. So also be wrong. Terrible marketing job, not very creative, overhyped as hell, and they uh, pretty lackluster overall. Really bland and boring. It looked bad, and I see some people say, but it was supposed to look bad. And like, that's fine. I picked up on that when I was watching. I'm like, this looks bad, but I see the style they're going for. But it looked bad because it was bland and uninteresting, not because the CGI was poor, like in Ant-Man and Lost Quantum. That just had bad CGI. The CGI in The Flash was fine. The art direction was terrible, and there's a difference. They chose to make this look bad, and it didn't pay off. So what are you going to crown as the worst of the worst? Of all the films that have been doing really poorly, Elementals you haven't seen yet, but since you've seen the rest, no. The Flash, Little Mermaid, Fast X, which one do you think was the worst movie? Not Little Mermaid. Little, Little Mermaid was fine. Little Mermaid was You know, I thought Melissa McCarty did a great job as Ursula. I thought a, um, Halle Bailey, I thought, she, I thought she did very well as, as a... Uh, as Ariel. Um, that movie was fine. If you like the original, you like this one. It's the uh, same as all the other Disney life. Shazam 2 is super forgettable. Like, I'm, I'm struggling to remember what happened. It's easily the most forgettable of the Fast X overall was really bad, but it had a real strong silver line. That's Jason Momoa. I thought Jason Momoa delivered everything he was doing. Um, the Flash didn't really have a silver lining. I'm not put the Flash. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Well, it was like, just most disappointing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I went into Fast X and Shazam 2, knew they're both going to be dull, boring, you know, same thing you've seen a million times before. I thought The Flash was going to be different. I thought The Flash was going to be unique and creative, and it, it didn't deliver on any of them. Like, it took this multiverse concept and just didn't do anything with it. It did nothing with it. It did less with it than Multiverse of Madness, and that did nothing with it. Which makes it even more embarrassing when you have <laughs> Spider-Verse playing in the other theater. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't the best superhero movie of all time. It's not even the best superhero movie of the year. It's not even the best superhero movie at the same time as in theaters. You know, it's getting beaten by the cartoon down the hall. Like, it's, it's embarrassing. It's not a good movie. I had overinflated budget, overhyped. It was fine. It's not the worst movie ever, like some people are claiming. It's just not good. Yeah, Shazam 2 did. Absolutely atrocious. It made less than A Man Called Otto. I'm just looking it up right now. Yeah, I haven't seen The Flash yet, uh, but of the ones I've seen, Shazam 2 is the worst. It, it, it was atrocious. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I put Shazam 2 as worse than The Flash. Only because <laughs> a year from now, I'll remember The Flash. I will not remember. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's brutal. Uh, but of the films that did do really well since we've been gone for the last uh, couple of months, uh, whether it be Super Mario Bros., Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, uh, would you say John Wick 4 and Creed 3 have done really well since we were gone? Financially, yeah, money for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, especially John, John Ford did quite well. I think it's the best. Of the franchise. Yeah. Yeah. I know it definitely would have been. I agree. Three. I think was the best of the franchise, franchise too. Every movie does better than the previous. I think John Wick Four, one of my favorite movies of the year so far. I really enjoyed it. I love John Wick Four. I'm with you as well. One of the best of the year, easily. Uh, to be fair, I don't know if it was because it was my first weekend of freedom, and I, I went there in the theaters. I've been deprived without film for like a month and a half. It, it was it was perfect. Like it was everything I could have asked for. So I, it would probably 
helped that the uh, situation really made me just crave any movie. I could have saw Super Mario Bros. in theaters. I probably would have loved it. But if, if it was so fucking good. It was, it was amazing. Yeah, so have you, uh, you've seen all these ones, though, right? Mario, Guardians, uh, John Wick, Creed 3, and Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen all those, yeah. Look at that. You're, you're, you're all caught up, man. W- which one would you say was... I, I guess we already know the answer. The, the best, probably Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, that and John Wick 4 being... Yeah. Probably then Creed 3, then Mario and Guardians pretty, pretty near time. Wow, Mario is close to Guardians 3? Do you know, wait, do you not like Guardians 3? I like them both. I thought they were both good. No. Oh, okay. Why did, have you seen Guardians? No, you haven't. I have, and that's the only one I haven't seen. I've seen the rest. Did you not like Mario? Uh, like, it's fine. I, like, I'm totally neutral on it. Uh, I guess I'm where you're at with the Flash, because I gave it a 2.5. is perfectly fine. I give it a 3. I give them both a 3. You know, I, I wouldn't say I liked it. I just I thought it was I perfectly fine. I would give them both a three, uh, both Guardians and a uh, Mario. But I probably like, I like Guardians of them. Yeah, uh, Mario was probably better than I thought it was going to be. Actually, I, I was pretty low on Mario. I think I think I was like pleasantly surprised with Mario when I was like met my expectations. With Guardians. Yeah, I uh, well met your expectations. You're you're ready for three out of five for Guardians three. Yeah. Oh, okay. Pretty low expectations. Uh, you know. I mean, that's where like most recent Marvel movies have been. It's probably where the second one was, if not even lower than. Oh no, 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 the second one's way lower. That that, that, that <laughs> volume two is horrible. I guess the second one probably got two. No, probably three also. Maybe yeah, two. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, Mario was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Jack Black was incredible, and uh, Seth Rogen yeah. was the absolute worst I've ever seen. It was just dreadful. Was he the absolute worst? The worst Donkey Kong I could have ever imagined. It was absolutely horrible. What do you mean? It was Seth Rogen as Donkey Kong. Yeah, it was just Seth Rogen. Like he literally didn't even give. He didn't even try. He just picked up the check no. and just said, "Fuck it." No, like yeah, to be fair, I'll give it to Seth Rogen. According to him, and if this is true, that's baller as hell. They went to him and they're like, "Hey, we want you to play Donkey Kong," and he's like, "I'm not a voice actor. Like I'm just gonna sound like Seth Rogen." And they're like, "Yeah, we want that." And he's like, "Okay." Like, all right. he's like all right thanks for the money like literally sounds nothing like donkey kong he sounds no. terrible it's so bad Not at all. yeah and i guess that's what illumination wanted and you know uh good for them it's the <laughs> the most financially successful yeah the most successful the most financially successful film of the year uh has seth rogan playing a monkey you know that's great good for them it, honestly it's not even close they absolutely steamrolled right now uh let's see if any movie's gonna beat it what's your prediction do you think this is going to be the number one film at the end of the year? Is a film going to top it? And what film is it going to be? No, it's going to be this one. I, I think it might be this movie, right? Like, like, what movie at this point is going to beat it? We're almost going into July, and there's, like, no other big financial films that I can think of that's going to top it. Like, I, <laughs> I think we're going to end with a Mario Bros. win at the end of the year. Yeah, like the only other Marvel movie left on the slate is a... Uh freaking marvels which isn't going to beat it no the no. other possible options and there's two i can think of but i think honestly i think the biggest issue both these movies are coming up too close to one another doing them shoot themselves in the foot and that's that's mission impossible dead reckoning part one terrible name and oppenheimer right because it's possible that i do think mission impossible dead reckoning part one is going to do pretty well it's really going to catch into sort of the cultural zeitgeist of uh pop gun matter right with the next big action film from a uh Tom Cruise, he's really been pushing this one hard. He's really been pushing this one since Maverick came out as his next big film, next big movie-going experience. 
Uh, but it's going to run into the issue of the following weekend, immediately the weekend after, Oppenheimer and Barbie comes out. So both massive, you know, go head-to-head with another big uh, sort of adult-skewing, adult-male-focused, uh, not really action film with Oppenheimer, but, you know, wartime-era film. And then another just a big counter-programming with, with Barbie. And I don't know, you were away probably when this story broke, Quentin, but have you heard about what's going on with the IMAX screens and, and Tom Cruise is a uh, pursuit of trying to score those back? Uh, I haven't heard about his pursuit, but yeah, I have heard that the IMAX screens obviously are going to be taken up with Oppenheimer, which I, honestly, like, I'll, like, I'll be real here. I am way more excited for Mission Impossible than I am for Oppenheimer, but really? like, but Oppenheimer is going to look so good in IMAX. Like, no offense to Tom Cruise, but like, they set him up for disaster from the start. Like, they, you know, Oppenheimer picked that screening way before Mission Impossible picked their date. Like, that's on Mission Impossible. Impossible from the beginning of August. Yeah, yeah, that's not Mission Impossible for picking that date, right? 100% on them. Yeah, 100%. like, no offense. Yeah. I'm, I'm rooting for Tom Cruise here. I really am. But, like, hey, Oppenheimer called it first. And they filmed all of Oppenheimer with IMAX cameras. I don't believe Mission Impossible is filmed with IMAX cameras. Like, don't believe so. Yeah, so, and that's the, you know. Nolan has a three-week exclusivity contract with IMAX. That when Oppenheimer comes out, he gets three weeks in all IMAX theaters to himself. Part of the contract. and. Like, he's the only director who gets... Yeah, that's, that's a Nolan move. He's the reason IMAX is a thing. The Dark Knight was the first movie filmed in IMAX cameras. Before that, IMAX was reserved for, you know, like, documentary. Now it was really it. It wasn't used for, for big blockbuster cinema. Because of The Dark Knight and all the subsequent Nolan films being filmed in IMAX, pushing the IMAX format first and foremost, he's the reason IMAX is so popular it is today, or one of the many reasons. He's most definitely one of the biggest factors for it. But they kind of owe him. It makes sense they give this to him first and foremost. He gets first say on the IMAX for sure. So what happened was apparently Tom Cruise is calling around a theater, uh, begging theaters to give a Mission Impossible, if not the IMAX screens, because they had the exclusivity contract, all the other premium format viewings, right? Whether it be you know the Ultra AVX mm-hmm. or the Dolby Atmos or the other you know premium large format viewings uh, for a uh, Mission Impossible. So although after the first week of Mission Impossible being IMAX, it will no longer be. I'm sure for several weeks it'll be continuing to be in other, you know, luxury formats or premium formats, however you want to call them. And they, uh, Tom Cruise is not happy with losing the IMAX screens, that's for sure. And so I think because of that, I think in order for Mission Impossible to have a shot at beating Mario here, it will need as many viewers in its seats staying as expensive tickets as it can get. You know, the most premium format possible. And it's not going to have that chance because of Oppenheimer coming up close that. So I think Mario's really only big threat here being the Marvel movies of all with this year as a Marvels, which is almost certainly going to whip as well. And a, uh, the other big competition that Nick's Tom Cruise hit being a uh, sort of shackled uh, to regular size screens and a cheaper movie tickets is really making a, a steamroll here for Mario to be the highest gross movie of the year, I think. Uh, now, I'd like to be surprised, but I, um, uh, I think Mario will end up being the number one movie of the year. I'm going to be honest with you. Even if Mission Impossible had access to IMAX screens for like an entire month, I still don't think it's going to beat Mario. I, I don't think Mission Impossible... It would have to have caught on the same way Maverick did. It yeah. Would have to, oh, yeah. It would have, well, we're saying it's going to be as good as Top Gun Maverick. No movie's going to be as good as Top Gun Maverick. That's one of the greatest blockbusters of all time. Like, you know, it's hard to capture that zeitgeist. You have to be that good. And the fact that it's a part one, I don't think people are going to be that thrilled. I think the naming system alone is going to... Like, I, hate, I hate the naming system. I do too. However, uh, unlike the promos for a lot of other films that have been failing. Uh, I think the promotions for Dead Reckoning Part 1 
are the best. Like, I, it, it's so good. Like, I'm getting really pumped for it. I think the posters look really cool for the movie. Yeah, I and think the word I have heard from some of the early screenings just this past week has been positive. People are saying, apparently, it's, it's a great spectacle. It's one yeah. that's on the big screen for sure. It's going to be a great action uh, movie for sure. Yeah, it looks really um, good. Yeah, now, from what I've heard, it doesn't quite happen to, you know, the same emotion that a uh, Top Gun Maverick does, and I'm not No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. But as far as just pure fun action adventure goes, it's going to be good. Yeah, I already got IMAX tickets for its opening night. I, as soon as I heard that he was only going to have it for one week, I wanted to make sure I had great seats opening night for the movie in IMAX. So I already got tickets for it. I'm pumped for it. Uh, and, well, I say tickets plural. I mean ticket. My, my wife wouldn't be caught dead watching Tom Cruise in theaters. Are you going but, by yourself? Uh, no, I'm going to uh, go with a friend. Isaac? Yeah. And then me and him after are going to do a ranking of the entire Mission Impossible franchise. So I'm currently watching them all right now, and uh, oh. they're pretty fun. Yeah, they're, they're fun. They're funny. Uh, action movies. Yeah, I've only seen the first two, so, you know, working my way through them. But, yeah, you know, they're not too bad. Uh, but, no, I'm pretty excited for this movie. Also excited for Oppenheimer, Barbie, you know, the works. Uh, one film that I am really excited for that is already going to be released, I'm already going to have seen it by the time this drops, is Asteroid City. I just want to quickly talk about... The stat that I mentioned to you yesterday, and it's just its performance in limited theaters, it had the biggest per theater average since 2016. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Which is kind of insane. I have heard that the pre-sale numbers for its wide release are pretty insane. Oh, have you heard that? Yeah, mind you, pre-sales and projections are freaking nuts. So uh, I'm still, you know, hopeful that this movie could do well. Um... Do you know what the budget of this movie is? I think that's what it's really going to come down to. I'm assuming this isn't a hugely budgeted. The Wes Anderson movies are kind of hit or miss. Either you like the style and the, you know, the, the flash of them and the, the artistic direction that he has, or you don't. And for a lot of people, a lot of people just probably have never even seen one of his movies, or if they do, they've only seen the one and haven't really bothered checking. But I'm assuming he keeps his movies are under a pretty tight budget. He knows, you know. I'd say that tight. Uh, it's a $25 million budget. Oh, yeah, okay. No, that's... Yeah, no, 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 he'll be fine. Yeah, like, 25 million, he's got, like, what, Scarlett Johansson and... Great cast in this one. It's easily the biggest cast he's ever had. This might be one of the biggest casts I've seen in film ever. Like, this is an insane cast. Like, yeah. it's every big name ever. Like, I can't believe the group they have. Yeah, and 25 million... See, that's the thing. 20, I you said 25 million. That's obviously a massive amount of... But all these other films were over $200 million for Little Mermaid, Fast X, Shazam 2. Like, it's just insane budgets. Yeah. Just ridiculously stupid amount of money. But you, you, unless it really is a massive franchise, you should not be putting that much money in. Yeah. It already made almost a million dollars in only six theaters in four days. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it should make its money back. And honestly, Wes Anderson films do decently well in theaters, especially Grand Budapest Hotel, which made over $100 million. Like, you know, some of their movies do insane. But, like, most of Wes Anderson's business money is coming from physical media. Like, the Criterion Collection always has Wes Anderson. Like, all of his films always do insanely well outside of theaters as well. So, yeah, Wes Anderson's fine. $25 million, he'll make that back. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good that, that it won't be... It'll be a, I think it'll be pretty successful. What other reviews have been like? I haven't checked the reviews at all. Have they been, they been positive? Uh, I actually haven't been checking that much either. I just listened to a podcast on the way home from work where they were talking about Asteroid City. 
and they were all pretty high on it. So that gets me a little excited. Uh, on Letterboxd, it's a 3.7. So okay. that's fine. Yeah. I'll take it. I'm really excited for it. I, I'm, I'm going to watch that this weekend. Everyone else is going to be watching The Flash or Elemental, or I guess probably not, based off of no, how... No, they are <laughs> oh, What else is coming out this weekend? Is that it? Everyone's just going to go to Asteroid City? Yeah, I think... I think well, look, people saw Asteroid City on the calendar, and Tom Cruise moved right before Oppenheimer. He wasn't competing with <laughs> yeah. this one, right? That's for damn sure. Yeah, Tom Cruise is like, fuck it, I'll take my chance with Oppenheimer. I'm not fucking with yeah, Asteroid City. Yeah, he ain't going up against Asteroid City. That's, yeah. that's for sure. He must have heard about that per theater average. He's like, fuck it, I can't compete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, well, speaking of Tom Cruise, uh, obviously, after Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, there's going to be the Part 2, uh, but there's another film that Tom Cruise is working on that we've known for about a year now, where he's going to be filming in space. Yeah. But news broke out about a month ago, while I was gone, that Tom Cruise, the entire marketing for this film was going to be the first person... The first actor, the first film, is going to be recorded in space, and that's no longer the case. Russia released a film where they had a film actually filmed in space, so Tom Cruise lost that. Do you think they're still going to market it as the first film in space, or do they have to remarket? No, they're, they're 100% marketing it as the first film in space, <laughs> uh, based on the fact that the majority of Americans would have never heard of or known of this Russian film. And you know what? Yeah. It's going to work. <laughs> it's gonna work. yeah i think russia literally was like fuck tom cruise and they just yeah. they start making this film and they filmed it and they released it within less than a year like they Space 2.0 baby <laughs> they heard that and they're like no fucking chance we're taking that one thing that tom cruise can still hold up which they can definitely still market is apparently tom cruise is still gonna be the first person to spacewalk like they they, they never left the ship and tom cruise has said that he's gonna be leaving the ship to fucking film so now he'll be he'll still be the first you know it's still gonna be fucking huge yeah exactly he's still gonna be the first one being out or space you know there's someone from the rocket yeah they're just inner space like who cares about that if you're on a boat you're not swimming in the ocean all right that don't count (laughs) i'll tell you right now though uh the tom cruise at space movie it could be the worst fucking screenplay ever it's gonna be my favorite movie of the year I'll tell you right now, also, but it could be the worst freaking movie ever. It will still make a billion. It prints money. It sells itself. Are you fucking kidding me? It's going to be so good. No fucking question. No chance. I literally but couldn't be more excited. It'll make more money if he dies out there. You know what I mean? Oh, like, my, oh, my, oh my God. It'll make so much money. <laughs> Don't say that. How dare you? Uh, you're not wrong, though. You think how much money, though? Yeah. Yeah, well, we all know Tom Cruise is definitely going to die from one of these movies. Like, he's just going to keep working until he dies. That's part of his plan, I think. I think he wants it. Oh, no, yeah, he loves it. It's, it's, it's all in the thrill. Yeah, that, that better not be the case for the space movie, though. I need him to come back. I need him to do promos for this movie. It's going to be incredible. I'm all for this film. So another bit of news that is about a week and a half old. Uh, so, you know, that's probably old news that nobody cares about anymore. But I still think it's interesting because we're finally back to podcast, Tristan. Uh, you've definitely heard of the uh, big controversy with the French Connection, right? No. Oh, okay. So the French Connection is a film that I believe won Best Picture, uh, you know, about 50 years ago. Beloved film that was under the 20th Century Fox umbrella. So it is now owned by Disney, 
And apparently in all of its releases now online, whether it be Hulu, whether it be on the Criterion channel, uh, this has happened on there as well, or whether you rent or buy it from Apple or Amazon, wherever it may be, they cut 10 seconds out of the movie because they have have the N-word. So there's a big controversy about how Disney's taking parts of the movies out, they're hiding the original copies of the film, I quickly panicked and I quickly got an older copy of the movie so I could watch it before, I don't know, they stopped fucking printing them. So, you know, the French connection literally in no way, shape, or form of accessing the movie online anymore, Tristan, has the original copy. It's They, they wiped it out. It's completely gone. So everyone's freaking out about how their, you know, uh, original pieces of media are now disappearing. Uh, just, I'm shocked you didn't hear about this. What are your thoughts? I can only imagine, I think I heard of this, um, didn't pay too much attention to it because I've never seen the movie before. I think it's silly. Particularly, like, with the Criterion Collection version of it. Because no kids have a Criterion channel. They just don't, alright? <laughs> like, I know anyone under the age of 20 has a, has a Criterion channel. Besides, you know, a few oddballs here and there. And those who think are fine. You know, they understand the end of their watch a Criterion channel. Um, like, it doesn't really make any sense. The Disney Plus version, I guess, maybe, but why is a child watching the French Connection, you know, like a 1970s Best Picture winner anyways? I don't know. Um, so yeah, personally, not a fan. I, I don't really care that much, though. But I'm not a fan of a, uh, tampering with, with old films, even if they are racist. There's a lot of racist old films, uh, but they should be, you know, reflect the time that they came from and if that was a racist time then that's unfortunate but that's 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 our history that's what it is we can't change that it doesn't make any sense to me because yeah once again i'm completely with you where i am completely against just taking apart media from 50 years ago uh it's literally just tampering with art and you're kind of screening media from the public but I also just don't understand why. Like, why don't they just do what they do with the other movies? Disney's done this with Peter Pan and Lady and the Tramp, and maybe it's because they're, you know, less graphic than the N-word, but they literally have a little warning that says we do not hold the same views as what we did for these times. These are not depicting our beliefs now. It's of the times of the 1940s. Like, they have this little blurb in front of their movies for the other films. I don't know why they don't have it for this movie, especially yeah, for... I don't know why yeah. content warning in front of the film and call that a day. Why they went through all the work to, to change that, I'm not too sure. Yeah, it is odd. And they it was like a shadow change. Like, there was, there was no mention about it. You know, a lot of people online have been tweeting at Disney. Nobody's saying anything. Like, everyone's pretending that nothing's going on. So it's just odd that there's not just, like, a quick explanation. Like, it's just completely thrown under the rug. And it's also odd that they don't just do what we just mentioned and just give a disclaimer and call it a fucking day. Like I watched the Austin Power movies and Crave has a disclaimer in front of all three of them that say we do not hold the depictions of the racist stereotypes that are just, you know, that are depicted in these films. Like just have the little blurb. I think everybody understands that it's of the time. You know, I kind of get the Disney Plus one, maybe. Uh, Like you said, Criterion Channel, no kids watching that. And also ordering, like buying it on Amazon or Apple you know, if you're buying the, a 1970 film, you should be getting the original 1970 film. It's odd that they've completely changed it 
from buying it. It's not like it's just streaming on a service. Like to actually buy the movie, and including the people that bought the film like 10 years ago online, they've digitally altered it because you know you're just renting it or buying it online. Buying movies digitally is stupid. It's so dumb. I would never do it. (laughs) Buy a movie digitally. Then if you buy a Blu-ray copy, it almost always has a digital code. Anyways, if you really do want like a like you know exactly film, it almost always comes one, and they're no cheaper. No, it's the same price. It makes no sense to me. You literally get a digital code and you have it physically. And that way it'll never be altered. And this is a perfect example exactly. to always go physical because imagine buying this movie 10 years ago and it's only 10 seconds, but still they're literally just changing the movie that you bought. It's, it's crazy. It doesn't make any sense. We uh, ended our pop topic discussion discussing films uh, 40 years ago. So look at that, Tristan. We killed it absolutely yeah that's how you end a podcast uh until next time guys by the time we do the next podcast tristan will you ever seen asteroid city or no you said it's not in your theaters right uh i don't know i'll I'll look around for it all right next time i'll love cs i'll let you know if it's good or not if uh if you haven't checked it out yet but until next time guys see ya